Blog Talk Radio.
Hi, everyone. Oh, I'm so glad it is Tuesday because I get to spend the next two hours with you. I am so happy we have our panel with us. They're the most distinguished mediums, psychics, intuitive, astrology, animal communicators, Reiki masters, healers, everything under the sun, our panel is the best. And that's why we offer them to you. I'm going to introduce my panel to you because I love them so much. I get so jazzed when I can talk to them and we're all in one place. So I'd like to say hello to Brenda Brand, Jerry Humphreys, and Kelly Coulter. We have another one of our distinguished get, our panel members. I say they're guests, but they're here all the time with me. So they're really our panel, not our guests. So, and he will be joining us soon. So if you would like to say hello to everybody, Brenda, you can start with you, baby. Hi, Brenda. Hi. Hi. How are you? How's everybody today? Nice to be here. Thank you, Bonnie. Oh, we love you, honey. Jerry and Kelly. Jerry? Hi, everybody. Hi, hi. I hope everybody's doing well. Oh, I'm so happy you're joining us today. And Kelly, I know you're here, too. Hi, Kelly. I am. Good morning. (laughs) Well, I will tell you, it is so crazy, guys, because we... uh, Kelly did a reading for uh, for someone, and we did a private reading. We put it on the air. I think when did we put it on, Kelly? Tuesday. That two nights ago. I think it was two nights ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and it went over so well. <laughs> yeah, it went over so well. I had people that at ten thirty at night that were listening to the private readings, and I'm telling you, I wish I could put this show on for twelve hours. I know everyone would enjoy that. Uh, I got to tell you guys, I'm going to let you have a chance this morning before we go into our cards and our moon signs and and our discussion to tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Just to let everybody know, my email is balbers, A-L-B-E-R-S, 714 at AOL.com. If you need to get a hold of any one of our panel members and you don't remember how to, or if you're like me, your brain isn't working all the way, just email me, but in the subject, please put show so that I get to answer you in a timely fashion. So Jerry, since you are right over the pond and you are about the most, uh, I'm going to say most um, advanced um, time frame we're in because right now it's three o'clock at your place, isn't it, Jer? It's gone half three in the afternoon. Yeah, okay. So the, I didn't want to say you were the oldest member of the group, so I just said that you're the oldest time of the group. <laughs> so can, <laughs> can you please can you please, can you please tell us what tell us how to Hey, 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 you know what? I'm going to be over there, so be careful what you wish for. It just might come true. So, Jerry, can you please tell everybody uh, how to get a hold of you because you do private readings? I'm wishing for heavy rain and thunderstorms and tidal waves. Um. (laughs) Oh, no, I will still be there. 
<laughs> She'll ride them in, Jerry. <laughs> yes, I will. That's right? That's coming, baby. That's what worries me. <laughs> Jerry, please tell everybody how to get a hold of you. And and really, Mine you know, please go into remember. what you do. Well, Jerry's got to give it first, and I'm going to move to both of you. So go ahead, Jerry, since you are the oldest uh, number in in the clock time right now. <laughs> Please tell us. Someone's sailing Please close to us. the wind today. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I get the message. I, don't worry, I can be patient, I can wait. Uh, social Please media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, although LinkedIn won't be there for too much longer. So really, it's Facebook and Instagram as we speak. You can email jerryhumphreys67 at outlook.com or as Bonnie said at the top of the show, email her, put show in the uh, subject line and if you wish to get my contact details, you can ask her. Um, it's, if we're still talking, if I of can course, remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I can remember, Jerry. Okay. Brenda, please give us your information. Um, I, you can find me on Facebook at Brenda Miller Brand. Um, on my my uh, website is brendabrandpsychic.com, and my email is ghostdiggers at gmail dot com. And my phone well, number course, is because you're three, full of ghosts. Three three zero two zero nine seven zero two one is my phone number. And, guys, she has hellhounds in her house, so don't even think about going to visit her until you tell her because those whole hellhounds are waiting at the door for you. Okay, and, Kelly, how can we get a hold of you, darling? Uh, just my phone number, 307-761-4595, and it's best to text and just say, uh, you know, Bonnie show, would like a reading, and I uh, – I'm about a week behind because there was somebody who, who did text me and I thought I was going to be free last week and it was like, it wasn't as free a week as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so I had to put them off for another week. But it's, uh, Well, you know what, Kelly? You know why that, that is? You know, I'm, I'm working on making time for, you know, for this on, on a more daily basis. So, yeah. Do you know why, Kelly, that you don't have any time for this? Because you don't live in time. You never did. Miss Frizzle doesn't live in time. For some reason, the universe has not allowed you to live in, like, our human time. So that's why. But I know you will be making time for, our, for anyone who calls you. And, of course, we have our angel boy, Grant. Hi. Hi. Grant, are you there? He made it. Hi, Grant. Hello. Hi, you doing? Hi there. And so, if you could Sorry, give us uh, your information, how to get a hold well, my of information. you, Grant? Yes. Yeah. And don't tell us your tell us your pants size, because <laughs> then you'll get everybody excited. So go ahead. Uh, it's www.grant.collier.co.uk. That is wonderful. And all of them do, pri- that's our panel, and they do private readings. This is the best of the best, guys. These are the experts in every field you can think about. And we have a pretty 
really interesting subject today. And I am so excited to get started because myself, I'm super curious. And I know that we'll all contribute to it. But I'm going to start with you, Grant, because in the last show or the show before, because you came in a little late the last show, but the show before you talked about, and everyone seems to be like wanting this to come to, to light, you were talking about the different like Palladians, uh, Syrians, I mm-hmm. brought up Atlanteans, yeah. I brought up, uh, tell me what they are. And why should we, are we all made up of them? Did we all come from them? And how do we tell the difference? Do you know when you're talking to people, if they're from Syria, Sirius or Palladian or Atlantis, do you know that? Does Michael tell you? Or why do we have to know that? And can you please describe each one and, and what their characteristics are? Okay, well, most of the most some of the alien energy that is around now, which like the Arcadian energy. Now, the Arcadian energy isn't so much in our structure anymore because these were wiped out by the Palladian energy. So, the Palladian energy. Let's focus on the reptilian energy. The reptilian energy is what they class as where we would see the Luminati, the royal family, people in power, this corruption energy. It's it's all about power and corruption and dominating the energy of of greed within the energy of of, of the world. So we do see this in our own, you know, not so much in the domination of, of world leaders and things, but we do see that sometimes in characteristics around people that are pretty strongly focused on money, business, work, on that energy. Because the Palladian energy has been brought forward through the DNA structure, and like I said to you, the DNA structure of the, of the reptilian energy was put into our water supply and over you know, hundreds and thousands of years, you know, through pregnancy and coming forward and developing that energy in our DNA structures where they they incorporate that energy. So it's through our water supply. And basically what that energy is with the reptilian energy, it's all about domination. And we see that in characteristics within certain individuals around us, dominating energy, power control, trying to uh, not accept the energy of the spirituality side of things because they don't want to open up to our knowledge of outside what was going on within that knowledge of what we could see to um, the higher being energy of uh, like the Syrian. And we'll talk about the Syrian in a minute because they're a conflicting uh, alien energy or universal being. I don't like to call the word, use the word alien, universal being. A bit like you know, certain characteristics of certain sources of different angels that were fought in the heavens. So let's look at that. Reptilian means that there is a general feel to um, exceed that energy of life, of power, <coughs> corruption, or money-making feel. There's, there's more of a materialistic energy from the, from the reptilian. When you come to the Syrian energy which is trying to dominate itself now more within the energy of finding peace and harmony within the energy of the earth and healing the earth. That's where the Syrian energy comes in. And the Syrian energy has been around for around about two two to three decades now within the energy of... And what that is, is that they're focusing their energy or, or, 
or almost like putting that energy forward from afar. So they haven't actually entered the earth plane. And the reason why they haven't entered the earth plane, because they know how corrupt the energy of this reptilian energy has overtaken the earth. So they're doing it from afar. So let's look at, like, they, they put this film forward, Avatar. Avatar was like, you know, these human people going into, like, a, you know, a sleep tank and going into this other world, bringing forward these aliens, the blue cat-like alien. And this was all to do with the Syrian energy. Save the planet, save the rainforest, being in touch with the rainforest, listening to the world and what the world's telling us on a natural source and not what we're seeing from the Palladian energy, listening to these great, you know, these powerful energies of mind of corruption. So the Syrian energy was from the energy of Nerubu. Nerubu was around the energy of, of, of the, around the constellation of Orion and around just off the constellation of Orion, around Sirius B and the Sirius A. Now, Sirius B, if nobody understands what the Sirius B star is, it's actually the dog star. And if you look up to, the, if you look up to around the area of the constellation of Orion, you'll see it down on the southwest side of Orion and you'll see it glowing very bright in the sky. It's very blue. And this is what the Egyptians used to uh, worship on, and that, that's where they got the power from the energy of, of, the, of that energy. Because they knew that there was different energies from the Palladian energy uh, through the Stargate and also through the Syrian energy. There was these different energies that were competing with each other. And, you know, we look at the situation of, of Horus and Seth. They had the power from the gods, the gods being the, you know, the universal being, angel being, aliens, whatever you want to call them. And they used them to, to use that battle between good and bad, which has been fighting in the heavens for years, good and bad. The balance of the universe is no different from the balance of, of the earth plane. So the Syrian energy is here to save the world, save this unique planet that we live on. The Syrian energy wants to preserve the energy and protect. And this is what we're seeing now within a lot of UFO activity. You know, energies of aliens that are not actually visiting the Earth. They're staying away from the Earth. They're coming down, but they're not staying around because they're worried about that reptilian energy that's been put on the Earth plane through the DNA structure. So it's all about helping from afar. And this is where we get the spiritual energy of people that have been linking in with the Syrian energy for many years. And more so, we'll see that there's more advanced starseed energy. And this is where we get the word starseed energy um, from younger people that have been born within, you know, in the 70s. We're not saying that that starseed energy has not been there before in the 50s and 60s, but we've just seen an influx more within the 70s. I'm a 70s child, 74 I was born in. And even more so that we're seeing advanced characters yeah, and, baby. and and and, and uh, yeah, and youngsters that are coming forward with more knowledge than me, and that you, they're going to sound quite crazy. Crazy, you'll say, well, no, how much knowledge can can a child know more than you, Grant? Well, we're not talking about knowledge of spirituality. We're talking about knowledge of understanding about technology, stuff like that, and, and being advanced on them levels. So we are understanding that they are here to understand technology so they can understand that they're being told a lie, and that will only happen in time. Technology, 
the internet is all one big lie. It's about corruption, but we need the knowledge of the younger people to put that right as well. We've got, yeah, we've got good in the internet as much as we've got in the bad. So it's all about understanding and higher knowledge. And you, you can only speak to children today, and they're so advanced in their energy, they may only be young, younger than 20, but they've got so much knowledge. And this is because it's being brought down from this Syrian energy that is here to understand and learn how are we going to fix this planet? And it's important that we do, because like I said to you, the Syrians realise that the disruption from what the reptilian energy has been doing within that greed of, you know, it's not just about greed within power and money, but it is resources, taking resources away from the earth, i.e. like the oils, the natural minerals that hold this planet together, that's been, you know, being taken from this earth, unlodging the energy of volcanic energy, earthquakes and things that can cause natural disaster. So within that situation, what have we got? We've got two conflicting alien energies that are fighting a battle at the moment within the energy of, or universal beings. Let's call them universal beings again, because I like that word better than alien. Because I think when we yeah. look at alien, we, we think, oh, Hollywood negative, you know, something that's different. Yeah. But they're not different than anything than angelic. But what it is, you've got this confliction going on. And obviously, you know, time is a factor and it's not all going to happen in five minutes. So this has been going on for quite a while. But the, like I said, it's going to be a slow process for the Syrian energy to sort of put this energy right. Because what it's doing, it's been opening us, us humans up to the connection spiritually to channel their energy through to bring this peace and harmony. So basically what we're looking at is alien. Alien, let's put it out to everybody, alien, because people that might have just joined at the moment went, universal being, what does that mean? Alien. You all understand as alien. I don't see aliens no different, and this is what Michael said, an alien to us is something that we don't understand. And the alien is angelic, it's a universal being, it's no different from an angel. And the angels have been fighting in the heavens for thousands and thousands of years. They, you know, they even sit aside being here and fighting the battle on the earth plane as much as in the heavens. And that's no different from the alien energy. So there is this constant battle, but the understanding of aliens is, like I said, no different from the angelic beings or the higher beings coming down to you know, different sources. Because look, there was many angels fighting in the heavens. You know, not every sibling, we're talking about thousands and thousands of siblings here from God, all got on. You know, there were certain individuals, you know, let's look at, let's look at Lucifer, and I know I'm coming off the, the side of where it is within the energy of aliens, but let's look at these angelic beings as, or universal beings as being angels. Let's look at Lucifer. Let's look at the righteousness over Gabriel and Michael fighting that battle with Lucifer for ages. They're, they're all from the same source, but they just had a, like us humans, we have our own opinions over how we deal with things in life. And that is no different well, than the energy of sibling rivalry. Well, can I ask Go you on, a sorry, question? Bonnie. And I want to throw this. No, no. What I was going to ask you now that you brought it up, because my mind I was listening to you. Because, uh, you know, there's other mm. ones like Atlanteans and all that kind of stuff. But when yeah. you're looking at, you say, Lucifer and, and Gabriel and Michael fighting, you know, that battle. Um, was there anyone mm -hmm. else on Lucifer's side? Because, you know, you have one angel fighting all these great 
wonderful angels. Like you don't hear about anybody else. Was there other angels that went with him, or well, you know, I'm not. I'm kind of. Well, there was, you know, I want everybody to understand there was, that. Yes. Stephen. Well, you've got to remember that many angelic beings were also sent down with Lucifer because Lucifer was the first son of God. He was the morning star. He was the first bomb. And the thing was is that when we go down to the demons or demonic energy, these these were all cast down with Lucifer. These were lower angels that were cast down as like his servant. Do you understand what I mean? So there'll be ones there that were picked and handpicked by the main man, call it God, if you believe in that, call it the universe, that within that energy that they had all had a job to do because they knew that there was conflict within in the energy of corruption within, you know, sibling rivalry and opinions over situations. So basically, okay. when you look at Lucifer being... The, you know, basically Lucifer being the king of hell, basically. He was put down and, and, and to overlook hell. You know, he, he, you know, father just thought that he was the right person to do it, you know. But then again, if you look at Tyriel, who I am, I'm the archangel of balance. You know, I'm, 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 I'm all about justice and balance. So do I sometimes understand the energy of the negative I have to. I have to understand that there is negatives in life as much as positives. As much as I'm a spiritual person, yeah. sometimes we have to go through the negatives to learn from the positives and vice versa. There's, there's, you know, it's all about bringing balance. And I think that the fight is about a balance. It's a fight between yeah. good and evil. And we fight between good and evil every day in our life. So it's no every different day. in certain respects. So there you go. So yeah. I hope that's given you a little bit of understanding about the alien energy, what we class as alien, or, or these angelic beings that are still around. And these angelic beings from different dimensional universes, as much as our own universe, are coming in to fight different battles, and then fights in the galaxies have been going on for years. Well, I know Kelly and we'll continue might have to a question, do so. but... Well, and there's other one things I want to ask you, but I'm going to ask Kelly. I know you wanted to ask a question, and I heard you. So I, I know you were going to ask about the purple people or something, Kelly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was, Go ahead. I was curious about this because that's, cause that's uh, um, initially it's like part of my group and advisors. Um, they mm. were very tall, very purple beings, and it's like they, they all wore these belts around. And on their belt buckles, if you will, they had like the Star of David, which they showed as a three-dimensional figure, which is actually two pyramids inverted. And when you when you do the spin on them, it makes a mercury. But but I'm like going, where? Which planet were these folks from? Well, I've been given that they were in the same energy of the Arcadian. So they were the first race because they're tall and they're purple in size. They're still human looking. So you know right. when we when we depict the energy of what's being written or what's being said about anything, maybe an angel or or an alien, you know, there's only certain amounts of of what we class as race of alien or categories of alien. And the thing is, when we when we're shown different things, we're still shown that they are a grey, but a lot of a lot of these energies are depicted in a way of being shown as a, they may have a purple glaze in their energy of where they are. You know, they are all similar within the energy, but they will have certain looks. I mean, like the Syrian energy. 
the Simian energy didn't all look the same. They had they were the blue cat like alien, but they come in many different forms. You'd have short ones, tall ones. You know, they may have a slightly different that look. That one, thin one. Then a, but then again, look at us humans. We are a race of human being, but we all look slightly different, if that makes sense. So it's it's no different within the energy of like, say let's let's you know, talk about Asian people, um, African energy, you know, European energy. You know, th- th- there's only a certain amount there that comes in. But even certain Asian people can look slightly different from other Asian people, and and that's you know, it's about you know, it's a bit, if we go into coloration of skin, you've got lighter coloured black people, you get darker coloured black people. It, it's, it's the same with alien energy, really. And if you look at the reptilians, the reptilians certainly didn't all look exactly the same. They were rep, reptilians, they were reptile energy, but they didn't all look the same, no different from our reptiles on the Earth plane. You know, so that's the way Michael's describing it, is that for us, we're all, you know, the the... The alien energy can be depicted in many ways in the way that we see them or the way that they've been described. So I hope that's answered your question, Kelly. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Jerry, can, well, it, which, well I, what, Kelly, I think you were asking what, where are they from and what he was saying what, is where, they're yeah, Arcadian. Where, where are they from? Yeah. Oh, I do apologize. I think they were yeah. Arcadian. So, yeah, I mean, so the they, arc, when I think they were the tall, arc, they, were, they were like seven and eight foot tall. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what's being spotted now, isn't there? So the Arcadians are sort of around still, but they're not in the energy of the fight, if that makes sense. They they know they're not strong enough right. yeah, to be no, in the energy work. of what's yeah. going on with... That. No, they were never... They were, they were a very peaceful race of alien, bless them. I mean, they, yeah. they were the ones that, that mated with early man. I mean, really early man. So, you know, their, their DNA structure come through that way, but... You know, they're, they're more from around, you talked about uh, um, uh, the Seven Sisters area, um, and I think it was an astronomer or something you talked about. I think there's something there within that. But, they, you know, they were a race Andromeda. of that were at Andromeda. Andromeda, that's Andromeda? it. So, so, around that, so around that area of Andromeda and all around that area of the Seven Sisters, they were pretty much actually a very big colonial race of alien, the Arcadians, um, because they were they were pretty sort of spread out. I mean, I think what you saw within the Palladian energy, the Palladian energy were, yeah, oh, okay, so that's where they were, okay. So the Palladian energy actually were from Andromeda. So they were there as well. They were circulating around that, that area. So that's where the Palladian energy was. All right, Michael, I heard that. So, and, this, and then obviously the Syrian energy was and around the Ryans where they were from that constellation of that, that area of the universe. But what we've got to remember is, is that, you know, it's no different from us travelling from one state to another or one country to another. They're intermingling energies that are around all over the place, but they're dominantly around their own area if that makes sense like i'm english i mean england uh you know the american if you're in america you're in america you know but it doesn't mean to say that we don't you know transition to other areas of the world and we live from other and that's it i'm transitioning you certainly are the uk i am i'm transitioning into the uk very shortly jerry 
Don't no. we'll be swapping over. You'll be you'll be you'll be coming over here. I'll be moving to America. What's that all about? That's right. Well, I don't know that you can you well, can come move into my house if I can move into yours. But you know, you have my husband to deal with, so I don't know, Grant. That's going to be a good like you know switch off here. But um, because but but we can always hope. Um, anyway, what do you? So there's some other pe- places I want to ask you about. But Jerry, what's your what do you weigh in on them? I have to just follow what um, what, what Grant was uh, was sharing with everybody because my connection only comes in uh, with the Native American uh, tribal system and the tribal language of the Native yeah. American. So uh, that's that that's where I'm fixed. That's my fixed point. That's my direct well, again, link. Yeah. Again, Jerry, that's all to do with the Syrian energy. That's the Syrian energy. That's the, that's the energy that's working with nature and you do because you're the animal reader and, you, and that's what you do. So it all comes in on that, that soft energy to inspire and bring forward peace and hope in people, if that makes sense, yeah? Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know so about So you've got that Syrian piece, energy Jerry, running so- through you. <laughs> That that I don't know about the piece, Jerry. Sometimes he's scornful, and I think he's a Scorpio. No, I'm only kidding because I love Scorpio. But um, and yeah, so but that, that's because that's it? because sorry, that's because he's fighting the world at the moment, and that's a typical that's a typical Syrian energy because we're trying to override the negativities of the planet, and it can be annoying. I know what it's like to be a Syrian myself. It's it's it's, it's hard work, and it's soul destroying as well sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm Syrian, but anyway, um, or something else. I don't know. People kind of, you know, never can peg me, but that's okay. What about you, Brenda? What do you feel? Um, I I love the subject. Um, I just wanted to know where you think I fall into all of that. So, <laughs> well, uh, well, the well, thing you don't is, don't fall in You fall on the cracks. So. <laughs> yeah, the, some the, days. <laughs> the thing, the thing is ahead, with it, Grant. you know, I've. I've always, hello there, Brenda. How are you doing, darling? Hi. Listen, the, the way I look at it, Brenda, is that Syrians stick together. You know, Syrian energy come together. They're brought together for a reason, like, like no different within, you know, people being brought into the Luminati and stuff within the energy of the reptilian energy. We all sit on this show with, show with Syrian energy. We're here. We're helping to provide that, pro, that provident positive vibe over to lift people's help to open them up spiritually and connecting in that Syrian energy so we can bring you know good and peacefulness and harmony to the earth and that's exactly what this show is all about so everybody listening in that's listening to this show and is fixed to this show right now and thought well I wasn't feeling comfortable with that and then left was probably reptilian and probably palladium but if they stuck with this show and they felt that it was a good energy for them, they are Palladian, uh, Syrian energy because they want to understand so they can spread that message of hope to everybody else. So everybody on this show is all, all, all Syrian energy. We're all Syrian energy and we're here to help people find peace and harmony. And that's what it's all about. Cool. I love yeah. that. that love is- it. Love it. That is, that is super. You know, I always say, everyone, that we come down with uh, soul threads. 
and I never know what I'm talking about. In fact, I almost uh, wanted to create a book called Soul Fabric, and it was that we're all connected by, you know, we are all together for a reason, and that, you know, reason, you know, we might not see, but we all know there is a reason we're all connected. And I love when Grant just said that we all are trying to, you know, give back to the earth and people, which I feel like that's what he was trying. You know, he might have said, and I just am saying it differently, but I believe that we're all here to, to for peace and harmony and healing, and I love that. So thank you, Grant, for bringing that through. Now, there are other but can I, that I can I add, to add Sorry, can, yeah, can I sure. add something to that, though? I have experienced many reptilian energy, Palladian energy, that have wanted to... They understand there's a sense of not, something that's not right in their life, that they want mm-hmm. to try and transition that energy into something else. But I've noticed with a lot of the Palladian energy that's come into my life that can also be spiritual in certain respect, that are hunting and growing their spirituality, normally fail. They normally fail because there's an overriding feeling of either something that they don't feel or there's a greed coming into the factor of what they're doing within it. So, you know, it, it, again, it can be corrupted energy. It means that somewhere they're doing it for the wrong reason and it wasn't from the heart, if that makes sense. It was, it was for personal gain. So I have come across Palladian energy that has had a spiritual connection that takes nothing away within the energy of wanting them to come forward and and try to beat this energy that's inside them but they often do fail well how about that's you know that's crazy about palladian energy because i always feel like when people say lizard people i never really know what the lizard people are from because i just feel like maybe lizard people and i'm always thinking that lizard people look like lizards you know so i don't know i could be wrong here but um but i do get it and i and especially the when you said it if things were going through the water system that would mean you know it kind of reminds me grant that we all have that kind of mean because everybody drank water so I'm not quite sure what happens with that. And I know that um, you, you could look at somebody and they are conflicted, like you said, and they want to try to bring out the good, but it not always is easy because they're conflicted with DNA that they have possibly. Am I stating that correctly? Yes, you are. But let's put this into a factor. And we all understand about the Luminati, the energy of the negative, the corruption, the power, and where they still use the source of fluoride to calcify our pineal gland, which is our third eye. They've been used to putting their DNA structure or stuff in water because it's hidden. It's hidden. They all know that we need water to survive, and water's not just in, in the energy of, of our water supply that we drink out the tap, Water is put into the, the energy of feeding plants to grow, to give you, you know, um, succulent fruit. Every strand of that water supply is going into our food as much as our drink. And that over time is going to cause damage to the energy of our receptors. And that is what's happening with it. And this is why this continuation of trying to block out the the box that we live in, the understanding what we need to do has been happening for so long. The, the Palladians are a clever race of aliens. What they're doing, and they're still corrupting today. Wow. 
What about, now let's, if we can, what do you feel about, um, it, like, uh, there's other, other planets that um, they say, the Syrians, the Palladians. Um, what about the Atlantis, the Atlanteans? How about the Atlantis? Are they all left, uh, are they all lumped into that Syrian energy? Or I know there's Atlanteans, um, there's all different ones. So is there other well, ones Atlant- that we, Atlant- we should be aware of? Listen, listen to the terminology, Michael says. Atlantean, Arcadian, yeah? They were the early race. This was an existence before early man or whatever. This is an existence of a world before this world that was designated and put under the sea over thousands of years. They were all connected with the Arcadian energy. These were a soft race of energy. These were, the, you know, when we look at the Atlanteans, they were able to actually, you know, communicate through telepathy. They weren't in the energy of what we see as human today. The Atlanteans were able to breathe underwater. No different from some you look looking and go, well, actually, that's a bit reptilian. Well, actually, no, reptilian energy doesn't always breathe underwater because that's a completely different type of creature. Even though we see crocodiles in the reptilian family, they still have to come up and take air. But what I'm saying to you is the Arcadians were a race of alien that could breathe our energy, but also breathe our energy through the oxygen of water as well. So these were early energy of Arcadian energy that was coming in. When I said about early man, we're talking beyond knowledge of our understanding of creations and civilizations that was before we even understand about the civilization of this world. And if you look at what Professor Hancock um, is doing at the moment, he's exposing the energy of civilizations that's going on out there way before our knowledge of what was going on. And, you know, you've got, you got Graham Hancock out there that wasn't only just you know, a man that studied the pyramids. He studied ancient civilizations and where these alien energies come in and he's trying to be blocked. Believe it or not, Professor Graham Hancock, you all would have heard of his name. This is a man of great knowledge. He's out there, he's putting this out there and he's being blocked. He's being blocked by the social media. He's trying to be blocked and being shunned for his work. Why is that? Because the Luminati is blocking that energy off, or the 1% club, or the energy of power, corruption, energy. Now, when we talk about the power, corruption, energy, we don't just talk about the people like Elon Musk, because I believe Elon Musk is trying to expose some of that energy. So I believe that Elon Musk has more, even though he's powered, I feel like he's doing good within that energy of what he's doing with the work. There's something here about finding a peace within the energy of where he's going with that. Some people will look at that and go, well, yeah, there's a certain side of Elon Musk that is, you know, not so good. But then again, he's a human being with this energy. We all make mistakes. But I do believe that the work that's being done through the backgrounds of the Syrian energy will win the day. Well, I've got it's a, gonna take a, good, a good... Let me ask you, because I'll start with, um, with Jerry, too. Uh, Elon Musk, I'm glad you brought him up. Because he, I never felt he was human anyway. Well, probably none of us are. But I always felt he was alien or what you say as a universal being. I feel somebody put him on this earth and he, they gave mm-hmm. him the knowledge to create the knowledge for us. Problem is when that happens mm. is you put the knowledge out, but 
uh, other people who are looking at that knowledge can use the same knowledge for not so good. And I always felt that Elon Musk wants to take us to a different planet, which I'm not sure I would, I think is the best opportunity, but he must, because he must know something, because I don't believe that he, uh, that he's actually human. So I'm going to stick this right. up to you know, Gary before you know I what? ask you. Oh, sorry. I was, just about, I was just about to explain that. The reason why he's doing it, that yes, he does have a knowledge. He understands that this planet is about to go for a reset. And through the reset, that we may need to come off this planet for the, for the planet to reset so it doesn't cause mass devastation. He has knowledge of something. Yeah. He doesn't know the full knowledge of it, but he does know That's that there's right. a reset about to happen. And do you know what that reset is? It's a Carrington event from the sun that's going to take us back to the Dark Ages. I would love and that to is the second that, coming of Christ. Well, I would love to feel that um, I would, or oh, your Jewish would be the first coming. But if you, if if I <laughs> look at that, I hope it's not in any of my family's lifetime. But saying that, Jerry, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about Elon Musk? And why do you think he went to another planet? What do you think his background is? Why do you think he was created to do all of this? In my humble opinion, he's, he's actually missing vital information that was sent him further forwards. He's been put here to achieve, mm. but because he hasn't looked in the right place yet, then he won't get the missing piece of the puzzle until he does. Now, that might not even be in his lifetime. He might just be sowing seeds for someone else to follow. Now, if he's sowing, if, if he's sowing the, to take a, a phrase from Grant, star seeds, he's not getting the answers yet because, as I said, he's not focusing on the right direction, the right path, if you like. And I agree with Grant. The whole point of people like him is because this planet, through the greed of man, is going to be destroyed and it will go full circle. What you also have to ask yourself is, and this comes into it, and I know this might sound like I'm going off track, if space is infinite and time fold itself back on itself, if you start looking at that theory and the principles of that theory, then you might get some idea of where this where this is taking us. So, and I know it sounds a bit strange for me to say it. It might sound I've gone off theme, but it, you have to start to look at the meaning of space, the depth of the universe, mm-hmm. if it's infinite, and can time fold itself? Well, Think that's a good. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna open Absolutely. this up to the girls, and then what do you, Brenda Kelly? I know you both sitting there wanting to say something. So either one, pick yourselves to start. I'll let Brenda start. Brenda. I'm just very interested in all this. I agree with both of them, and, and I do agree with, uh, you know, with, with what Jerry and both of them are saying about Elon Musk and you too. It, to me, it sounds like the movie Elysium. Did you ever see the movie Elysium, anyone? It was a movie made in yeah. 2013. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a very good film. It's a very yeah. good yeah. film, yeah. very pre- you know predictive of today. So if you haven't seen Elysium, made in 2013, it's really kind of 
you know, on the lines of what Grant and Jerry are both saying. Yeah, go ahead, Kelly. My commentary is who has read Madeline Ingle, you know, A Wrinkle in Time, Went Through the Door, all those. It's like they talk about, um, you know, the, the, te- the tesseract, if you will. It's like tessering and it's like folding space, folding time. So you're like instantly in one place. And it's like I think that all ties in. It's like some of the well, I think you called science fiction is actually becoming more science fact. And it was just people who got inspiration from, I don't know, I guess I call it the cosmic soup of ideas. It's like they, you know, authors that um, deal in the science fiction, it's like, well, it's kind of like the early Star Trek movies. It's like the, their tricorders that were mm-hmm. medical things. It's now happening. It's like, you know, I mean, even our phones. Our phones have apps that can, you know, you can you can put it on your wrist. and it's like take your Scotty. Heartbeat and all that stuff. It's like, you know, so it's, yeah, be me up, Sky. No, it's like, I'm waiting for that atomic rearrangement. Yes, I am. <laughs> I can't, if we're energy, it's got to only be in the future because uh, if we're energy, our molecules can be, you know, manipulated. So that'll be really cool. Uh, I do feel that uh, time and space, you know, I think, or I, I feel like we talked, I, I don't know if it was Grant, you and I, but we talked about everything happening at once, or it could be, I don't maybe I was talking to Jerry. Yes, simultaneously. So what you're living now, there's like other dimensions you're living in and, and working things out. So I always, you know, I hope in the next, you know, if I have 11 dimensions that I'm in, I hope I'm the model at one of them. But, you know, it's a very interesting <laughs> subject, and we're going to get to the phone lines in just a second. But I do want to tell you that Jerry, you had an interesting um, take on Elon, and you say he's missing something. I'm going to tell you what I feel he's missing. I could be off beam again. I could be wrong. Um, Michael, I'd love for him to weigh in on this. But I don't know that Mars is the planet we should be on. And I don't know that the moon is the planet we should be on. So I'm wondering if that's what you're saying he's missing the beam on, Jerry, is that he's not in the right place. I can't answer that because only he will know what, what it is that he's missing. The scientists say that there are there is one other planet, which I think is one of the moons. Is it the moon of Saturn? One of the moons of Saturn, Grant, that is actually closer to um, Earth's energy yes. and atmosphere than, than, than Mars is, and that's what we, what we should be looking at rather than going to Mars. All these other planets are stopped at the moment are just purely stopping off points. Um, you know, the moon's a stopping off point. Mars would be a stopping off point. Uh, that's not what he's missing. I can't tell you what he's missing because I'm not of his realm. He mm. would have to find that out for himself. As I said, whether he's whether it's dis- he discovers it in this earth line, who knows? That's a, that's within his sole contract to what he's supposed to be here for. What about, uh, yeah, Grant, Jerry, what is, I know, go ahead. Yeah, Jerry's right. The, the, the moon is Titan. It's one of Saturn's uh, moons, and it's the closest to the gases and everything that, that comes off it, and, and, and also CO2 that is very closest to the Earth's atmosphere. Um, and, and like Jerry said, he's not going to have the knowledge of that because it's only proceeded within the energy of the knowledge that will come forward. It's a bit like when Michael gives me something. He'll give me something, then there'll be nothing. 
about a situation. Then he'll give me another situation that will arise in the same situation and give me more information because the time was right to do it and not that it was all meant to be given at one, one situation. Now, like I did say to you, yes, absolutely, totally agree with, with what um, Jerry's saying. And like I said to you earlier on, he, you've got to remember he's battling the, the, the reptilian energy. He's battling that energy of the Palladian energy while he's doing it. And that is a human error sometimes because he's a channel, no different like we are within that energy of what he's getting coming forward. It's an incredible thing because you've got to remember there was a great man that invented the energy of, you know, looked at time travel and stuff, and his name was Tesla. Now you've got this man, you know, with Tesla. Mm -hmm. And did you know, did you know, and I don't know if you guys know this, but over the last six months through geometry, they now realize from what they've learned from the pyramids and what the Egyptians had learnt from the higher beings is that they've now understood through geometry that now vibrational sound is where we commute, they move the objects like the big stones, the big main stones of the pyramids of Giza, Khufu's chamber. They did it through sound and vibration. And that's where we're going to get to see, and Elon Musk is working on this at the moment, and it's being hidden from the military. He's bought the rights to it, where we will start to see cars and vehicles flying. And that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So they now know, oh, I... they now know how to do that. I love that. I know, because you know what? Who wants to go to an airport? You know, let's just fly right off my roof. I say the same thing. I, I know they have the technology. Like, you know, you look at drones, okay? My husband has a drone, and, um, and which is so super interesting about it is that, you know, we had work done, and, and, and we took the drone up, and we could see that they didn't do the work. Why I'm saying that is I feel like drones, if you make them at the right size, they can just have a seat, and they can get you place to place. We're doing drones to take boxes that are heavy, I'm assuming that's going to start, then why not do, you know, flight for cars? And, you know, I never could understand why planes coming, you know, planes aren't made so that if anything happens and they're in the ocean at one point, that they can't become a boat. Because, you know, it, it's got to be a simple technology. It's amphibious. amphibious they have amphibious, um, uh, what are they called, um, oh, um, tanks. So they have to, I don't understand why the technology isn't being used for planes so that it's safer for people if they have to land in the water and for people who could actually fly their own, you know, vehicle somewhere, except we'll probably have a lot more accidents because you can't put lights in the sky. But anyway, I, I did want, it's a, it's a fascinating subject. Um, is there anyone, uh, my panel here, who wants to say anything or add to that? Yeah, I just want to, <laughs> I want to throw one more name into the hat, uh, and that is Uri Geller, um, a man before his time. And to quote something that Grant mentioned, I think he was on the last show, Grant, you'll know when I say this, there is no spoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Uri Geller, fascinating man. I've had conversations <laughs> with Uri Geller. He, Absolutely. What, what, and he was, he was one of the, the first, if you like, people to try and bring this through try to explain to people and, and everybody thought he was absolutely crackers 
the energy that man works with. Fascinating. You ought to read some of his stuff. It's, yeah, it's incredible, the knowledge of... Sorry, it's incredible, the, the incredible knowledge that Yuri Geller had. I mean, yeah, I did talk about vibration, and vibration, we know that vibration and sound is very important. It's all about geometry, and, and you know, we know that we can rise vibrations, we can, we can put vibrations out there for healing. It's not, you know, there's so much that we don't understand about vibrational sound. We lift our own vibration to connect within the energy of spirit. It's, it's all about vibrational energy and everything. And even time vibrates. Wow. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to start with the girls, and then I'm going to switch over to the boys. Um, but Kelly... Do you feel that time, we can bend time? And by that, what do you mean? Hmm, bend time. I, I want to comment real quick on the, on the, so the moving the big stones. I don't recall what mm-hmm. book it was. Um, I don't remember if it was like a Greg Braden book or if it was um, the guy uh, with the holographic universe. But he talked about, one of those books talked about these monks, they put on a demonstration and they had this huge, I mean, tons, you know, boulder, big, huge thing. And a dozen of the monks put their hands on it, and they started chanting. And the thing levitated. They said it only levitated about, I don't know, three or four feet above the ground. And then all of a sudden it would just, boom, crash back down. So my guess is that that's probably something like what they use to move, you know, the big stones. Unless, of course, you know, you go with the Ruth Montgomery thing where they use forms and they had um, – and they poured the pyramids. They they did it, you know, via sand and did some kind of amalgamation thing. But it's like there's all, you know, I mean, I, I totally agree. Everything is vibration. And it's like we are vibrational beings. And, you know, and that's how we heal. That's how Reiki and all, uh, you know, any of the healing energies work is we reach in. There's a vibration of ease and a vibration of dis-ease. And it's a matter of sinking somebody, you know, back into the vibration of ease as opposed to disease it's like a diseased body is just one that's a little bit out of tune with where it should be and that's what we do is you know we retune the body so it's going in a in a healing rhythm anyway uh brando totally forgot the question sorry <laughs> that's okay well i brando, kind of forgot the, i forgot the question too but i think it has to do with time bending so um, yes. But I'm enthralled, yes. and I love this conversation. It's so interesting, and, you know, we're bringing up people that my mom has and I have both, you know, kind of researched for years. She was really into Yuri Geller back in the 60s. So, you know, it was, or was it the 60s? I don't know. If he, yeah, 60s, 68, right? He was uh, in the 60s, yeah, correct, Yuri Geller? I, I, yeah. I never could figure out why he'd been a spoon, though. I mean, why not bend like, you know, the king's crown the and they have a spoon? Well, just remember there was no spoon. You remember that that story? I love that. Yeah, but, but <laughs> can, can I interrupt a minute, ladies? So, yes, Yuri Geller didn't just bend spoons. He was actually able to make clocks start going again. You know, yes. he would do an experiment where he would chuck it out through the TV to everybody sitting at home to grab a broken clock 
or a bro- broken timepiece. And he actually made people's timepieces started to work again. He was an incredibly intelligent guy, and he was also a very incredible, incredible psychic as well. This man had knowledge of stuff that he should not have known at that time. So, yeah, he was an incredible, incredible guy. Absolutely remarkable. That's amazing. He was tapped in. Yeah, he was tapped in. But, you know, what happened to Yuri Geller? Did he die? No, he's still alive. No, he's still alive, alive, I think, yeah. Yeah, Well, then why don't we get him on the show? Why don't we get him on the show? (laughs) Good luck with that one. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, all I need is a number or address. If anybody's out there, I would love to have Yuri Geller on the show. I don't know what, you know, when you're looking at the radio, what he can do, but we certainly wouldn't mind hearing from him. He is 76. I just looked him up. He's 76. Okay, let's let's I, let's I have make a quick that try to have the time thing on the bending time. As a Star Trek fans recall, it's like when they when they did the thing where they had to um, shoot the Star Trek Enterprise around the sun with the gravitational thing. It's like they travel had to travel back in time to bring humpback whales forward because they had gone extinct because of whatever. So it's like they literally they were like a boomerang and they did that you know slingshot around the sun and it's like somehow or other it moved time backwards so they were able to go into the past and then you know, get the humpbacks and bring them forward. So the thing that was looking for them on the earth would quit uh, <laughs> quit messing with the oceans. <laughs> anyway. Well, Grant, can, can, Grant, I throw, it, can, I, can I throw, can I throw something yeah, into the time. mix here? We're talking about, we're yeah. talking about time and Michael's chuckling in my ear and going, there is no time. <laughs> Yeah. There is no time. <laughs> so when we think about, well, you know, bending time, <laughs> every, the time is within what we see it within where it is. We have, we have the ability to be wherever we want to be at any time and space in our own existence. You, you know when you go into a meditation, you can go forward in time, you can go backwards in time, you can go wherever you want to be. The human brain has been made up to realize that it thinks that time is within this linear state. You know, we see the sunrise, we see the moon come out. We understand that we make up our own time. There is no time. And if we put out, and if we, if we, if we link our energy to thinking that we can't go backwards and forwards, we never will. And the thing is with it, you know, when we look at time as a whole, it is something that has just been made up. It's, it's, it's just something we're fixated on within time. I've got to be at work at this time. I've got to, you know, I've got to be, go to bed at this time. We, we put ourselves into this quandary about time and we, we, we rely on time too much when really, in theory, time is just a fallacy. Ask Michael, please. Why my face? Can I just throw a couple of things in here? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jerry. What I'd like like to know is the the man who invented the clock, when he invented the clock, how did he know what time to set it to? Um, (laughs) And secondly, it has been suggested that time is a bit like the pages of a book, but let's say you pick up a book and you're going to start to read it and you begin at chapter one. Now, that doesn't mean to say that 
other chapters in the book don't exist. You just haven't got there yet. Does that mean that mm. you cannot skip a few pages and go forward yeah. or even skip a few pages and go back? Well, couldn't time be like that? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Love it. Well, but think about, think about that. Oh, look, let's think about that for a minute because think about the book Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if people remember the book of Dungeons and Dragons. You could go your own path within the chapters of the book. You could flip like certain things. It was almost like a journey and, a, and it was great. I can remember it as a kid that you went through and you chose the chapter you wanted to take wherever you wanted to be in the book. And I think that's no different within the energy of our own existence, you know. We talk about choices. We talk about the energy of, you know, I, do I choose to go to bed at 11 o'clock every night because I've been told as a child that at the time I should go to bed? No, because somewhere else in the world, it's actually daytime. So, you know, we're sitting there and we, 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 we've been programmed about time and there is no time. There just is no time. It is a non it's a non. It's a non. Thank you, Michael. It's a non-productive entity. It means that for us, we limit ourselves with time. Well, can I ask you a question, you Ben? Ask Michael. Wait a minute. I need to know why my face is falling. I have wrinkles, and my body doesn't work the same. So there has to be a time frame. And if there isn't, why am I not twenty again? Well, we all understand that things age. You know, the universe has aged for years. There is a, a... When we look at the energy of our own lineage age, yes, it's a bit like a tree, a tree dying out after a certain amount of time. That is not, that's not ages in time. That's just in age in our time. You know, you're looking at a very different factor. I mean, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm 49. I still look 20. So, you know, it is what it is. We see it. If you, if you feel old, if you feel old, you're going to look old. If you, if, no. you don't feel, if you don't feel old, you'll feel younger and look younger in yourself. I do. Listen, I always say I'm, what, 16? I think I'm now 18 at this point. But, you know, this, but if I wear my 18-year-old clothes, everybody's going to laugh. But that's okay. I don't really care because I do feel young, <laughs> and I, I think all of us do. But, um, but I don't know. Going out in my hoochie mama stuff at this age just might not be the thing I should do. But I am, and I am doing <laughs> trying to dress age appropriately. But uh, I get it, and I think time yeah, but is hold an up, interesting hold up, factor. Hold up. I, I want to put something to you with the question you just asked me. Yeah, think of an oak ahead. tree that's been there for think of an oak tree that's been there for hundreds of years, right? Every new season or every spring, it will sprout new growth and new energy. It will look young again because it's flourishing and it's not looking dead anymore. That's so, me. You know, there you go. So you, you, you've, got to, you've got to say to yourself, I don't feel old and I'm starting to feel young again. So there you go. So if you put that into your mind, you might see the results, honey. Oh, honey, I always feel young. In fact, I bought an outfit the other day that nobody wants to hear about, but it was a long duster, black and white checked, uh, like thin jacket with pants split up the, the front and high shoes. So, honey, I'm going out gracefully. But anyway, um, I do want to tell you that, and we'll bring up time again, Jerry, if you want to weigh in on this. When you, 
this time folds on each other. That's so interesting because then we're going to bring in black holes. If black holes, where does it lead us, Grant? I think, and Jerry, I think we talked about this. If a black hole really, and they do, they do say it exists, and you fall through a black hole, are you falling back in time? Tell me what happens with a black hole, Michael. Well, black holes also do with multi-universal dimensions. And, and this, I like what Kelly said earlier on, because we learn, we're learning a lot through the energy of um, movies today, like, you know, Marvel, Doctor Strange, these things. We're, we're yeah, starting to understand one. now from the energy of, of these films. I think... Can you hear me, guys? We can yeah. hear you. Right, sorry, my, my microphone cut out. So through the energy of these films, we're starting to understand that we're learning a little bit about the multi-universes. And black holes are just portal energies to other dimensional links. So when we talk about dimensional links, I've spoken about dimensional energies. You know, when we talk about death and going through dimensional energies to go to the places that's the light or peace or heaven or paradise, whatever you want to call it, there's multiple energies that are continuously going. Everything is infinite. So, like I said, multi-universe, it means that you could be living multiple universes, learning different energies from one part of your energy in different existences right at this moment. Everything is infinite. Even death is infinite because we see death as an end and it's not. It's just a transition into another dimensional energy, which might be split into many multiple splits of dimensions. The human, the human brain can't concept the energy of this. And I think I spoke to you the other day about when people took LSD. You know, we were tapping into, you know, energies of things that would be sounding ridiculous to a lot of people. But then the universe and the multi-universe dimensions are all very complex. There is so much that the brain could not handle within the energy of the knowledge of what it's seeing that it would probably drive you completely nuts because our human brain wasn't meant to take on that energy of the understanding of the multiple complexes of our multiverse. What do you, Jerry, what do you pick up with that? Um, scientists, as far as I understand it, Scientists used to suggest that black holes were stars that had collapsed in on themselves. So, mm-hmm. if, when you, for example, when you look up at the night sky, the light you see from stars is not current. It's light that's been traveling to our dimension from thousands, mm-hmm. from thousands of years, possibly. So that, and that yeah. star might not even exist anymore. However, there is also, and I I think I've got this right, there's another theory which they're now suggesting that black holes actually don't exist or our understanding of them is wrong. Um, But from my my view, if it's the original theory that a a black hole is a star that's, that's imploded in on itself, then that in itself is time folding. Inverting, yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, inverting um, time within the energy of the source of the matter of what's around it. I love that. And so when I'm about two years old again, guys, just the way I was, 
Um, I love this concept. Oh, God help us I all am... for that. Oh, me. <laughs> hey, listen, I plan, no. I plan to be around and planted in many different ages for a long time. Except, you know, I just really feel like, you know, for some reason I've got to get to Italy. I don't know, and I, I know why. I know I've probably had a, a life there, but I am so, like, if you when you were saying, Grant, that wherever you want to go, heaven, the light, whatever, all I keep hearing is Italy. So maybe when I go to my final, you know, home in the sky, I'll have a little piece of Italy right there. I don't know why, but I will. Um, do you know what I was right. going to well, ask you? Warn, the, warn we, the Pope, everybody. Bonnie's on the way. Warn the Pope. You know, which brings us, Grant and and Jerry and and Brenda and Kelly, to Past Lives. And that's a show that is going to be, I think, or I feel that this might lead into that because so many people are interested in the Kashyyyk records and Past Lives, and that's something we absolutely do want to do. I am going to pick up a caller while you don't hear us doing it. We've got too fascinating of a subject. I also want to let you know that everybody that's been calling in and calling out, it is blog talk that is probably affecting us. So I am going to pick up 904. Is everybody ready to talk? I, I, I have yep. one quick commentary on black holes. Go ahead. Um, from I mean, and there's I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, the stuff that I've read about it, you know, I, I agree with what Jerry said. It's like it's a you know star that's collapsed on itself, and it's, it has a huge gravitational pull and it keeps pulling stuff in. So if you go into it, you get crushed in there with everything else. And there's a difference between a black hole and a wormhole. The wormholes being the ones that allow us to like travel and shoot, you know, trillions of light years out in someplace else. So it's like you wouldn't want to go into a black hole if you want to travel. You want to go into a wormhole. How do you feel about well, that? Can I, can, can I, well, Michael's laughing here. And not at anybody. She's laughing because she wants to make a joke. Because you were saying something about black holes and, and something about Uranus, and I don't know what he's on about. Oh, Tell him I get the joke, darling. That was my field. Well, the other end was my field, but gay, I get it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You go into that black hole and you get lost. I gotcha. What do you feel about wormholes? What's the difference, Grant and, and Michael? I think that pretty much that everything that has been said is an understanding of portal energy. It's, it's like we said, you know, Jerry explained there about like inverted energy of a star exploding and inverting. What we have to remember is, is that when we have a thrust of something changing in the universe, it can change the course of a dynamic shift of, of what we class, we talked about no time in the universe. Well, we're talking about multi-universe energy and inverting energy. And it's an interesting fact that inverting energy is inverting back in itself. So it means that it's inverting itself into another place or another dimension. And wormholes are a similar factor that we are looking at portal energies of different energies. And, you know, wormholes, black holes, they're all very similar in certain respects because they are a, a, a transition from one dimension to another 
They might be slightly different on, on the concept, but there is a link within the energy. Oh, that's interesting, Michael. Michael talks about um, energies of going forwards in time and backwards in time, inverting energies going back and taking something from a learning lesson from the situation of where it was within its birth. And when we talk about within its birth, we're talking about a son's existence. And we talked about, and what Jerry's right, is actually right, is it's a sun exploding and it's inverting itself. So it's about taking something of learning from its time of its passing. No different to how we learn as humans about learning lessons in the non-physical to what we've learned on on the energy of, of, of the earth plane. So that's no different from any existence of a planet, a star. Everything has to invert itself to travel back through another dimensional link to learn something. You know, if we're looking at a planet or a star. We're going, well, that's not the same as a human. Really? We are star seeds. We are energy of learning something within the universe. We're all part made up of the universe. You're sitting there in front of a laptop, a phone right now, that is made up of elements of the universe. It's, okay, you say it's the Earth. No, it's made up of the universe. It's made up of a dying sun that is creating something new, that is teaching something new, that may be teaching as much as it's learning. Everything is a constant process of backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. We have to because it was, it was a sense of understanding and learning and growth. We have to learn sometimes to go backwards, don't we? But we also have to learn yeah. certain things from things going forward. If I'm giving a prediction, Michael says, okay, if I'm giving an onlook, clairvoyant look at a situation, then I have an opportunity to change it. So it's no different within the energy of learning something from seeing a going forward in time to learning going back. I know it's very complex. It's even complex for Grant taking it in here, he says. And he's laughing. He's saying to me, how the bloody hell does that all work? You're losing me. And I said, well, you know, like I'm saying to Michael right now, we're not going to completely get it. He said, of course you're not, because you're not meant to know it all. And you won't know it yeah. until you've gone through many lives in existence of many different multiple universes. Absolutely. I know Bonnie wants to get to the phone. I want to quickly throw something in here. Bonnie, what time is it with you at the moment? It's... Jerry, you know I don't even know what time I was born. 1148. Is that 11.48 a.m.? Okay, 11.48. And here it is 16.48. Does that mean I'm five hours older than you? Or my time yes, is five does. hours more advanced than you. Does it? Why yes, does it? it does. But what if, but what if you fly to the U.S. and he's in the same time zone as you? It, it only does <laughs> that. Exactly. I can cheat time by moving time zones. What does that say exactly. to me right, my time travel? Yeah, thank you. You're right. So you should all come and you live in the United States. You'll be five hours. You'll have gained five hours in your life every day. <laughs> How about that one? If I go to Australia for a week and come back, I haven't aged at all. If you keep flying out from here to there to here to there, I wonder if you don't. Because every time you cheat five hours, you'd gain like a few days in your life. 
So I, I love that. I love that what Jerry brought up. But I do think you're five hours older than me, and I do feel you've lived you've lived in the future while I'm living in your past. So that's a pretty interesting. That's a pretty interesting concept, don't you think, guys? Ah, yeah. But but we're all knowledgeable of what's going on around the world all simultaneously right at once. Even though you're five hours behind me and I'm five hours in front of you, you could get up at any time and see that, I don't know, an earthquake's going off in Japan. You're right. Absolutely. Or if you look look at the moon, if you look at the moon, I'm seeing the same moon but from a different place. So in other words, time doesn't exist. Exactly. You're right. I mean, that is so flippin' cool. I love this subject. I know we've talked a lot, but I, but it was necessary. So I am going to get to. I have to. I have to tell you. Every time I get on with you, wonderful people, I have to go TT. So I'm going to leave you guys, so you don't have to. I you know, I don't have to take you to the, my restroom with me. I'm going to pick up 904. 904. You won't have me for a bit, but you will have the whole panel. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who who are we speaking with? This is Stacy. Stacy, I'm going to hand you over to the panel. Guys, you've got Stacy. Stacy, before I leave you because Thank you. you've got a lot of people. What do you, do you want to know something and who would you like to start with? Uh, I, yes, I would like to know about um my career, where is it heading at this point? Okay, I feel stagnant. I'm going to leave it with who wants to pick this caller up really quickly, and then all of you can chime in. Who wants to pick this caller up first? Stacy. Well, I, I, I was just about to say before she said before she said that she was stagnant. I've, I've got stagnation. I've got the energy of okay. conflict within the energy of our own ability. So, Stacey, hello, darling. Then you go ahead for it. Okay. Stacey, can you hear me okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you're speaking to Grant, darling. I just want to let you know that it's a weird thing because Michael said to me stagnation and giving me the feeling of, of not knowledgeable about where you're going in life, where work's concerned. I get that. Because you, you'd already mentioned it before I got it, and before I, I mentioned it. But the, the magician card comes out. The magician, the magician card, and Michael maybe go to the cards to say, we need to look at this closely. The magician card says, we take in for what we give out to others, which means somewhere within that, there is an energy of knowledge that for you, you need to be working on that concept that whatever it is, it will work on the energy of learning to be either um, a life coach or there to give energy of teaching to others. Do you feel that you would like to help people in life? Does that make sense? Yes. Because the, the, the magician card is saying to you here, it's a very spiritual card, darling. It doesn't mean to say we're going to work spiritually and give readings over with a deck of cards. What he's saying is, is that we experience things in life that we understand that gives us traumas in life, i.e. like you may have gone through quite a bit of things in your own life that has given you some traumas. Would you understand that there was no stability in life where there was a feeling of a lot of movement going through your own life? 
Does that make sense to you? Yes, there is. So when we don't have stability, it gives us a sense and feeling of unworthiness. The energy of feeling that we're not supported within that energy going forward. Now that could be for many reasons, Michael says here. That means that for you, unsupported doesn't mean to say you had an unloving uh, 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 family, they weren't around you. But it does give me a sense of feeling that there was no concept of empowerment that was coming from around the sources of our peers, which means there was no encouragement. Do you understand that? Yes. So when you don't have encouragement and you're having to fight the energy of where you are within the complexes of this lovely planet that we live on, then it means that we lose focus of what we really feel that we are attuned to within our creative aspect. I believe that you are somebody that has knowledge of being very much alone in oneself from what Michael's saying here, and that for you it's to encourage and other people that have been in a similar area of where your life is. So what do I feel for you coming where you should be focusing? There's a sense of more guidance here than where you're going. But I feel that you're being pulled down the energy to help people. So there's a sense of feeling of counselling, welfare, sense of energy of healing, maybe caring energy. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Hey, Graham. Well, that is my message from Michael, because Michael says to me here that I want to point you in the right direction so you don't lose focus on doing certain tasks of jobs in your life that do not fulfill you. Does that make sense? Yes. Good. I hope that's helped you, darling, and I'll pass it over to one of my colleagues. Thank you. Okay. Grant, I, you didn't have to pass her over yet, but what I was going to say is I'm hearing feedback, so I wonder if you've got a speaker on. Because we hear... Um, I, have, I, yeah, I haven't it, listened. Unless it's Stacy. But I will unless pass it over Stacey. quickly and I'll find another microphone. It might not be you. It might be Stacy. So let me put her on hold for one second. Okay, so now if everybody talks, that way I can see if it was Stacy. Hi, Grant. Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking. Hi, Everybody's talking. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, it is not your microphone, Stacey. Grant. It's Stacy's. Yeah. So I'm going to keep you muted, Stacy, until everyone talks. Is there anything else, Grant, you wanted to say to Stacy? We're going to move to Jerry and then to um, to the girls. No, absolutely, I'm done. So pass this over to Jerry. What are you picking up, my friend? Um, okay, let's let's look at things for Stacey on a on a practical level because that's the space that she's in at the moment, and I can see her head going round and round in circles and probably giving her a headache. Stacey, my sweet, we are in a year of focusing on the law of attraction and bringing the things in that we need. Um, looking for that that work, as Grant said, that's going to make you feel you know, properly rewarded. On a practical level, my Native American guides were pointing me to the medicine animal of the moose, which is about self-esteem, saying that there is a boost to your self-esteem to come in. This will happen sometime between now and November. Now, I know that frame of, here's this lovely word, time, sounds a bit wide, um, but we are in July already, and it's an odd-numbered month, so is November. In fact, November is a master-numbered month because it's month 11. 
So you will get the work that you're looking for, that boost to your self-esteem, that feel-good factor, the job role that you're looking for sometime between now and November. But you've got to start sowing the seeds, my lovely, and as Grant said, it, it, it will start to happen. Start sowing the seeds. Use the law of attraction. Start to bring that energy in. Right, that's me done. Okay. How about you, uh, Brenda? Okay. I ha- I actually pulled a card today for the show, and there was a reason I pulled this card for the show. I when my computer was too. booting up, my I in the background muted like in a, as a silhouette was a rhinoceros. And there is no reason I should have a rhinoceros on my screen anywhere. So I pulled out my spirit animal oracle duck, and I looked up rhino in this book. And I think it kind of fits her, but it I think it fits the show too. So I'm just going to read it. But like I said, that what was weird is there's no reason I should have a rhino on my screen. <laughs> so anyway, a spirit coming through as a rhinoceros. But um, this is overcome any obstacle. And the oracle message is we always have the choice to press ahead. And rhino spirit strength offers you the power to break through stubborn obstacles. This animal spirit knows there is more than one way to open a path to, uh, to what you seek. When Rhino Spirit appears, you are reminded that you have a marvelous ability to overcome obstacles in multiple ways. So, I love that. Oh, Kelly? Um, I'm handicapped because I I need a I need a, a month. Oh, you day. need a, you need a, okay. You need a month today. Then I'm going to move to the next. Um, I'm going to tell you, Stacy. I'm going to unmute you for a second. So. Uh, Stacy, did you understand what everybody was saying to you? Yes, I did. Okay, is there anything Thank else? Because we're going to move to the next card. You're welcome. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. You're b- bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to go to 831 in just a second. But I, it's really weird because I pulled a card for today, too. I know Jerry pulled an animal card. I'm um, 831. You are on next. But um, the card I, I feel is apropos. I was going to wait till the end to give it, so maybe I will. But I know this belongs to somebody, and I think they will know who it is. And it is, oh, I couldn't believe I pulled it, is the red rose. Okay, and the red rose is about opening your heart. But it says, open your heart. It's the red rose. And it says, your potential for Greater love rests in, excuse me, I can't see very well, in opening your heart. Blockages and wounds from the past will be healed, and you'll be met with the true passion that you ask for. So I'm going to leave that with you. Um, And I I don't, I'm not, um, that really wasn't for Stacy, but when I pulled it, I knew who it was for. So I'm going to go after eight, and then Kelly, we're going to do the moon card in a sec. In your moon, your moon phases in a minute. But Jerry, do you have an animal card that you pulled for today before I go to eight three one? The medicine animal that I was given um, was the dog, which is the animal of loyalty, uh, <laughs> and it says that maybe, maybe this is the time that you need to look at who you give your loyalty energy to 
and whether it is being misplaced, is it not time that you should give yourself loyalty and the friendship that you deserve, but it can only come from within you first? It's the energy of the dog for today. I love that. You know what? I mean, hey, the Bonnie. red rose, the dog, that is super cool. Yes, yes. Um, there's a, a girl that just popped in chat, and she said, she said, hi, Bonnie. It's been a day or years. It's Nurse Lily. So I don't know if you know Nurse Lily, but she just popped in chat to say hi. Hi, Lily. Well, I love your name. You know, lilies are my favorite flower. I absolutely love that, Lily. And I want to say hello to you, too. If there's anything, it's been a heck of a year for a lot of us. So if you want to write a question in chat, Brenda will absolutely answer it for uh, Well, actually, Brenda won't actually answer it for you. Maybe in chat she will, but she'll, she'll read it on, on the show. So it is nice to hear from you, Nurse Lily. Um, you and I share the same profession, and so I know we have a kindred spirit in each of us. So I am going to pick up. Um, Kelly, you're going to do your moon sign afterwards, but your moon phases of the moon afterwards. Grant, do you have a card or anything that you have pulled? It's funny you came to me because I've just got a message, and it wasn't a card. I've got a gentleman in spirit that's showing me a single white rose. When I see a single white rose, there's either somebody in the chat at the moment that has a birthday that's either coming up or it's around either yesterday, today, or tomorrow. But there's some male energy, fatherly figure, trying to give that message over. So I hope that makes sense to somebody in the chat. Grant, I, my birthday is Friday. Is that too far out? <laughs> well, it normally can represent that I'm a day either side, but I've got whoever I've got here is definitely a man in the spirit world that's offering the white rose, and the white rose symbolizes a birthday that normally is today. So I'll okay. throw it out there. It may not be directly okay. to you, but then I'll just put it out there for now, Okay. Well, you know me, I take everything, Grant. So, you know, if it's either my birthday, my anniversary, I want my father, I want everybody's reading. So that's why I don't want to hijack anything. So that's cool. Anybody <laughs> in chat or when we, when we pick you up, let us know if it's your birthday. Because then I got to sing. Okay. Um, he, that's so funny. Um, I'm going to pick up A31 and then you're going to do the moon, Kelly, right after this. So, 831, you are on with the group, babe. Hi. Hi, this is Lily. I nurse Hi, Lily. <laughs> Hi, Lily. It's been a long time. At times, I've been a director of COVID testing sites for the last three years. Finally, they are all Lily. shut down in the state of California. And I took my husband, bless his heart, took the time, allowed me to take time from all the PTSD. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Lily. And, uh, yes. Uh, sorry, I mispronounced so your name, Lily. May I may I comment on the rose? Uh, yes. My mother in hospice and her second husband I have been is in spirit and I have been talking to him a lot because of the difficulties of my mother and uh, it's true what they say um, if 
their behavior is rude and nasty in life, they are going to emphasize that 100% towards death. And I'm trying to be the good daughter. And I actually, this week, I had to step back and because uh, well, of my maybe, help. Let's, let's see what they have for you because we, we, we want them to come through for you. Uh, Lily, do you want, you, let's Great. start with, who do you, would you like to start with? Would you, you, Grant, Jerry? Uh, have the message first. Any, mini miny, mo. Okay, go for it, guys. I think probably Grant wants to start, and then we'll we'll pick up all the others. So, Grant, what are you seeing since this is spirit? Well, it's it's a weird thing because I'm sitting here and I'm rubbing the the very center of my uh, left uh, frontal lobe on the energy of my brain, and spirit's making me do this. So there was either a situation of a man in spirit here that I ever suffered something to do with either a brain or an aneurysm or the energy of a stroke because I'm down this side. But I'm getting a very painful feeling from the energy of this. Does this make sense to you, honey? Yes, sir. Well, I've got him coming forward here and I know that I'm sending up. Did you say this is your father? Well, that would be my uncle, Jerry. Okay. I just know I've got a very close energy... Is, is that on your father's side? Yes, he is his youngest brother. Okay, I'm getting something to do with father and connection. I know that when I get this feeling, he was quite an outgoing character, Jerry. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's coming forward. He, he just wants to let you know that there is an anniversary. I think this is for you, darling. There's an anniversary of something in the family or a birthday or an anniversary w- would be now. He's showing me the white rose again. Does that make sense to you? Yes, sir. And I know oh, you know what? I don't like up. that because I don't like that because then I don't get it. But go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> And I know that when I, I know when I got this, I know when I've got this lovely man that I know that he gives me the feeling like as much as an uncle he was to you, there's a feeling like he was very close as like a fatherly figure as well. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, many, yes, he stepped up. Yes. Can I ask you if there is a name in the family and a female name? Because he's shouting this name out, so it's not his name. It may be somebody in the spirit world or in the physical with a name that sounds like Joy or Joyce. Yes, my Aunt Joyce. Yes, yes, yes. Would you understand her being in the spirit world? Oh, yes. Yes. She sends love from Joyce. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you don't know how that made me. Yes. And I know that all the time I'm talking to you, he keeps rubbing my frontal lobe. I'm getting a sore patch on the front of my head. But I do know that he's just sending love over to you, and he understands the difficulties of what's going on at the moment around you. And he just wants to let you know you're being very supported by loved ones in the spirit world. Thank you. The Lady, words I just gonna... got told, my darling, is hold it together, support is coming. Does that make sense? Ooh, blessings, yes. 
I'll leave Lily, that message with you, darling. He's a lovely man. And I know that your Auntie Joyce is there as well, sending her love over as well. I'll leave that message with you. I'll pass it over to one of my colleagues. Bless your heart, darling. Thank you so much. Lily, Thank you. Lily when, I, when I have people crying, and I know you are on the show, and I love it, actually, <laughs> it's that, with the heart of my show. Um, you might want to, but you might want to um, indulge yourself in a private reading because a lot more can be okay. said. So you know how to get a hold of Grant. Should you want one, any of no, us? No, I do not. But, uh, no. Okay, Grant. Not. Grant, you can have... you? Can you? Yes, I'm going to give you Grant. Grant, could you please tell her how to get a hold of you? Should she want to? Actually, everybody wants to, but can I, you give her I, give I, her I, the I, way to get a hold of you? Okay, you can just Google my name, Grant Collier, C-O-L-Y-E-R. I'll go to www.grantcollier.co.uk. Just Google my name, darling, and put in Psychic Medium Grant Collier. You will find me and you will find my website. Okay, no no problem. Cheers, Bonnie. Okay. Thank you so So, much. Okay, Jerry, do you have anything you'd like to say to to Lily? Yeah. Uh, no, no, because I'm. Antenna to Jerry. Go ahead. Uh, I just said no. You, I, no what, look, Grant has just channeled through something that's not just given validation, but it's healing. So um, no, yes, I'm not is. going to even even okay, deem gonna... to uh, step in and say anything. Well, that's. That, uh, none of us will. So, uh, Lily, you've got your reading. You know what you got to do, baby. And I'm so glad you called the show because you really needed it. Okay? Uh, I appreciate that. But my only question is, I'm thinking about becoming a nurse in hospice. Is that something, a direction that um, the universe wants me to go to? Yes. Well, Yes, I was well, going to say no-brainer. Yes. Go ahead. Can, can I, can I yes, just say no something? Can I just add to this? Yes. I've been yes. told Go that ahead. it runs in family. It runs in family, so you should do and follow on from family experiences because you're a natural. Thank you. No-brainer, Lily. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome, <laughs> honey. <laughs> no-brainer. Okay, we got to move to the next caller, but uh, you know what you got to do. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. You're welcome. Have a great Thank day, and it's good to hear from you. Okay. And we've got, hey, guys, that was, I haven't heard from Lily in, it's got to be years. And she's a wonderful soul. Yeah. So I'm glad everyone could, could, um, could, could give her a message. And she really needed it. You know, I love when people cry. I think you all cry, too, on the show. So that's good. You know, it makes my heart bleed. And not because you're all crying, but just that I've touched that the show touches everybody, including every one of us. So 415, you're on to cry. Hi. All right. I'm ready. Hi. This is Catherine. Hi. Hi. Catherine. Yeah. Catherine from where? Catherine from New Mexico. Okay, because I was thinking of another Catherine. Catherine from New Mexico. Are you hot out there yet? Yes. Um, I'm glad I don't live in Albuquerque. It's where it's more like Phoenix. But, yes, 95 is plenty. 
Well, yeah. I'm at 110, so I'm really sorry. I don't oh. feel sorry for you, but I, I'm <laughs> kidding. I, I'm in Florida, and it's it's been 100. It's wow. been about 98, 90, and it feels like 117. So that's why I asked you. And Phoenix is, I mean, uh, New Mexico yeah. is. Is I used to go to Rio Dosa, New Mexico. Oh. And um, it, and it, do you know where Rio Dosa is? Yes. Okay, so I used to vacation when I was in El Paso in Rio Dosa on the weekends, and I loved Rio Dosa. But anyway, because we don't have a whole lot of time, what would you like yeah. to know? Well, I would like to hear, um, Grant is always great at picking up my, any, usually my father comes through, but anyone, um, I'm kind of at the at the end of a year contract like the work that I've been doing for a year is going to end in September and I'm ready for a new pathway and it's kind of like I feel like juggling a lot of balls in the air I'm like oh maybe this or maybe that or maybe this or so any a little clarity about I'm going to hand you right over to Brenda then and then the boys can pick it up or Kelly can pick it up so Brenda Hey Bonnie, I was just—I'm sorry. It can go to someone else because I have to leave. I just—I've been waiting okay. for a minute to say something, but I have to go okay. have a reading. So, so. Okay, honey. all right. We thank love you. you. Love you too. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. So, bye bye. I'm gonna hand this off to whoever can pick one this to pick this up. Kelly. Uh, month and date. Okay, what's your month and date for what what's your month? Nine twenty-two. And how old are you, honey? I'm fifty-two. Okay. Five and two is seven. Seven is a soul number. Wow. Okay, so while you're looking that up, can Grant? Are you picking Does Grant and Jerry? You're up. She's on the cusp. Does she know if oh, she okay. is? Does she know if she is um, a uh, Virgo or a Libra? Um, yeah, that's funny. I am like the the cusp as you can get. I'm like the last 15 minutes of Virgo. Virgo. So, <laughs> yeah. Don't ah, <laughs> say Virgo. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I'm going. I'm going to hand this over really quickly. Kelly, if you're doing it, unless you can do it right now, I'm going to hand yes. it over to Grant or Jared. Can you do it right now? Uh, give me a minute. I'll take, I'll take it after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Grant, what are you picking up? Jerry, what are you picking up? Right. Go with Jerry for a minute because I've, I've got something here that I've got to hold off. But go for it, Jerry. Okay. Go. The problem with juggling uh, so many balls is that you can tend to drop them. Um, it's the one board you need to hold on to that's the important one, and that for you comes in in October. Um, ah. I'm, my guide is saying there's a fairly seamless transition between the end okay. of one journey and the start the start of another. Uh, yeah. Your path is um, you're on a five path with my Native American energy. So that yeah. is the energy of the bear, and the bear says that you have the strength now to be able to change directions um, mm. seamlessly. You don't have to worry about uh, looking for anything because the right project, venture, business, or work will come to you. 
and you will start it, as I said, in October. Now, October is month 10. Uh, month 10 is uh, obviously two fives. Two fives are 10, which means that you're on the, you've got double bubble covered in October. So it's a really uh, fabulous new start for you and something that takes you on a more individual journey, if that makes sense. So that's what I get. Thank I you. love that. Okay. okay, Grant. Okay, I've got more connection of mediumship coming in here um, with this situation. Now, I've got a spirit energy that's coming forward. It's not your father, darling. This is somebody else. Yeah. I've okay. got this dilemma within my energy of uh, lost confusion. Lost confusion can mean a dementia or an Alzheimer's or a link within that energy of lack of memory, but it felt female. Do you understand the lovely lady, and it feels grandmotherly to me, that has the energy of a confusion at the end of her mind, where her mind and memory was? Uh, yes, my dad's mother. Okay, and I know that I've got grandmother here, and I know that she just wants to come forward. But would you understand that somewhere, the reason, I don't know why she's giving me this feeling, but there is a situation, and I don't know if it's dealing with you or towards your father, there is a feeling here within her feeling that she feels like there is a situation of letdown or something within the energy where there's a feeling of letdown and this almost this sense of feeling like I'm holding back within energy because there's a feeling like I wanted to say sorry for that situation where your grandmother was or there's something around that energy that you may understand. Does that make sense to you? Um... Well, what came to my mind is is what happened after my father passed. The family kind of fell apart. There is uh, issues that can happen, financial uh-huh. things. Would you understand? And, yeah. Would you understand that your grandmother was a big pull of energy to pull family together? Yes, and my father. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Her left yeah. Her letdown, darling, gives me the feeling because of where she was within her mental state, within the energy of what was going on within memory and the way that she could comply herself over as a motherly factor within the situation, she felt uh-huh. that she was uncontrollable within the energy of what was going on. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. She was sweet to the uh, end, though. She didn't know who we were, but uh, she was always... Happy to the end. Absolutely. I've got a beautiful energy from your grandmother, but because this is her own feeling, that she feels somewhere, and don't take this as a negative, your, your, your grandmother's in a beautiful place, but she understands yeah. that within that energy, that she sits in the energy of something before her passing, that she feels that she couldn't, she was out of control to deal with a situation that she wanted to deal with, and it's almost like she feels like she's let herself down, and that's only because of her own feeling. Does that make sense? Okay, it was quite a while ago. I don't remember any situation, but I can understand that. Okay, was your father one of three children? Are you three, one of three? Yes and yes. Everybody's okay, three. So you're fine. Okay, so you're talking about the three children. And I know that within that energy, I get. have you got an auntie? Did your father have a sister? Yes, on the other side. 
Would you understand also that within that energy, even though our, your grandmother's talking about her and she's on the other side, would you understand that there may have been a confliction of energy where your auntie was involving situations around the family? Um, yeah, nothing. I lived in a different city, so I don't remember any of that. Situation. I don't know if, you're, if, if she had an issue with her daughter, as in your, i.e. your auntie, but I do feel somewhere that I'm being given that there is that conflict has, has been made up in the spirit world and they are connected together. And I know that she just wants to let you know. Have you got a son this side? No. She, my aunt, okay. my, no, aunt my aunt had a miss, um, crib death. Maybe. Okay, because apparently there's something about I'm I'm because I was on the energy of the auntie and I'm, it's quite a vague message. So it could well be that they're talking about something about the son being with her, and I know that that energy is there around her. Now, would you also understand that there is a anniversary or a birthday that has just gone towards the beginning of this month of July? Yes. Well, your grandmother says that she was around for it. So that's for somebody on the earth plane. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's just her way of letting you know that she... I mean, she's a lovely soul. She, Michael says she's a dainty soul. So she wasn't very big at all, was she? No, no. <laughs> Tiny. She was a dainty little thing, he says. But she had the strength of an ox. So as much yeah. as she was small, she was strong in character and especially where our heart was concerned. She's very much the family woman, and I know that within that energy that she's with your father as well, and he sends his love. Oh, that's wonderful. And would you understand with your father that there was something low down in, in the energy of his, of his body, like down in the lower stomach or very down low, that was causing problems in health? Yes. Because Michael says that he's standing in the background here and he's pointing down low and says, it's all okay now, darling. I'm okay. <laughs> oh, that's great. And he that's wants wonderful. to let you know he loves you with all his heart. And he says to me, you, it's amazing. You look amazing. Your hair looks amazing. You've changed it. So what have you done to your hair? <laughs> yeah, I do that like twice a year. I never keep the same. I always do something different. So my summer cut, summer color, summer cut. Have you gone lighter? That's crazy. Yes, yeah, a little summer blonde. He says oh he loves God. you lighter hair than with it's darker. He says your hair looks so radiant, it makes you look young again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. It's like yeah. remembering when you was a child he says, your hair used to be very fair when you was a child and you darkened down. Yes. Yeah. He says, you're, you're this beautiful little girl and he loves you with all his heart. Oh. oh. I'll leave your grandmother's so love, your auntie's love you. and your dad's love with you, darling. God bless you. Well, honey, you know how to get a hold of Grant. Now, let me, and all of us, but anyway, I'm going to go right quick to Kelly because we don't have a whole lot of time. Um, and we only have a size figure. We have about five minutes. So now let's four. So, Kelly, can you do this real quick? 
I'll talk as fast as I can. <laughs> please. Oh, please. We'll never understand you, but go ahead. As Grant will probably okay. tell you on your reading that you did. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so you are a two of clubs, and you've got a king of clubs as your planetary ruling card. The king of clubs gives you a lot of power, um, and that can be hard for a lot of people to deal with. This year, you have got, of, of your 18 cards, six of them, which is a third, are in the spades, which is about um, career, work, and health. Your long-range card is a six of spades, which, as a long-range, it's a year of many possible levels of experience under the influence of the six of spades, which is one of the faded cards. On a mundane level, it says it's going to be a year of few, if any, changes in work, health, occupation, or place of residence. Uh, but you also have two fives in there which is you know the moving cards but it's like the sixes that you know being a yearly card is probably going to balance that out it can be good if you're in a situation when the year begins in a good situation when when it begins but if you're unemployed when this year begins you may have to contend with not having a new job for an entire year so strong is that lack of change influence on that card there's probably going to be fewer opportunities for travel um no changes in residence it has, on a deeper level, a balancing of the scales to influence it. It says you're going to get exactly what you give this year in work and regards to your own health. If you are experiencing any health difficulties, most likely it's going to be the result of you not giving enough attention to your health. And to improve your health under this influence, all you have to do is put some constructive energy into loving your body, starting more healthful habits on the work scene. You may find yourself involved in having to make compromises and adjustments, giving in a little or taking a little, so your entire work scene may run smoothly. Keeping a balance in all your affairs is a major theme. Finally, the Six of Spades is the card of fate and destiny. Many times when this card is present, we have major turning points that lead us to our ultimate destiny. If you take the time to tune in to your deepest thoughts and feelings, you may get an important message as to where you'll go next and what you'll do. The key words is a year of learning to be responsible for your work, health habits, and lifestyle, a year of keeping the peace, and perhaps one of discovering a special and meaningful purpose for your life's work. Where you're at right now Love that. is you are in the Iranian time. The Iranian time you have, um, and the, the other one that was highly, highly featured was the clubs. You have eight clubs, uh, which is like the mental pursuits. Right now you have a queen of clubs and a four of clubs. And that four of clubs continues into the Neptune time, which is that takes you right up to your birthday. The Iranian time um, started, hmm, uh, golly, got to do the math 52 anyway. Um but, yeah, it's like the, the queen is about nurturing. Uh, Uranus is the, um, you know, the card of Aquarius, you know, the, the planet of Aquarius, which is unexpected and philanthropic, you know, uh, philanthropy. There we go. Anyway, um, about universal things. So somehow, whether you find yourself in a position of helping others, you know, being that mother hen, taking people under your wing, you've also got the strong influence of, being really solid in your mental thought, you know, that's, that's what the forest bring us, is that solidity. So you're really in a, mentally in a really stable position, and you're in a position to help others. Um, we have about 90 but, seconds, so, Kelly. Seconds, okay. I will, I, I, will call, I will call it good at that, but it's like, um, yeah, just there's a lot of mental strength this year, and there's a lot of, um, you know, non-changeability, if you will, you know, just really kind of a steady state. Um, that will change with your birthday because you'll get a new long range card um, on your birthday. But hope that helps. Wonderful. Well, I, you, you, got, yeah. you had a great reading. Um, good luck because I'm going to have to say goodbye to everyone. Everybody, before we leave, I want to thank 
our absolutely wonderful panel. I want to, you know, Brenda left right now, but she knows we thank her. Grant and Jerry and Kelly, we could not do the show without you. You are unbelievably talented and blessed unbelievably with your gifts. So I would like you to tell everyone really quickly, because we've got about 60 seconds, how they can get a hold of you or if anybody wants to get a hold of you should they need a private reading. We did this at the beginning and we'll do it at the end. Go for it, Grant. Uh, yeah, you get through to me at uh, uk or just Google my name, Grant Collier. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, yes, same difference. You can Google my name, uh, Jerry Humphreys, or put in animal communication because that's the thing it seems to hit on most. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. That's wonderful. And Kelly, please give yours. We are off the air officially, but go ahead and give it. Please. It's 307 761. Need to see you from the show. Um, yep, I'm, I'm going to try to. Uh, I'm going to try to be doing readings by next week. <laughs> really am. That's okay. fabulous because, Grant, that's amazing. You're all amazing. Everybody brought the most amazing show. Thank you for bearing with me today, and thank you for uh, be- bringing the subjects that everyone wants to hear. I will see you same time next week. There might be two other shows for anybody who's listening this week, and I've got to speak to my panel about that. But give this a call. Let us know how we're doing as far as what you want to hear. And email me, bealbers714 at AOL.com, with any subjects you'd like us to bring forward. And if you need anything, put in the subject show so that I'm able to answer it. Again, thank you, guys. You are always spot on. You're wonderful. And you're both the most amazing, amazing people or spirit that I know. And thank you, Michael. Um, you know that I just adore talking to you as well as, you know, your, uh, your, your, your side, which is Grant. So, you know, I just adore you guys. Jerry, you know, I adore you with all of your group too. And Kelly, you're bar none. Nobody, nobody, nobody holds a candle to your cards, baby, when you read in your cards. So as far as I'm concerned, everybody has the most wonderful talents. Thank you for bringing them through, and I so appreciate all of our callers and listeners, because without you, we'd be talking to each other, and we love that. So thanks a lot. We'll see you same time, same place. Bye, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.